Yo, what's up? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? I hope you're all good. Yeah, homeboy here looks exhausted. Uh, me too. I don't know. It's, it's the heat. It's a long week. It's, it's also the heat. Yeah, whatever. One of the two. But none of this. I'll but be alive. You'll uh, be alive? Yeah, I've dealt with worse. I've gone on, I've gone on benders. I've survived. What's a bit Let's of not talk about benders. <laughs> That's part of my story, though. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Um, so, this week's topic, mm-hmm. uh, we were wrestling with a topic uh, title, but we were like, fuck it, yeah, we dude. lost our marbles. So, we like, dude. Might as well. Dude, I lost my marbles. Yeah, dude, I lost my marbles. Um. Basically, what we're going to talk about today is our experience with mental health mm-hmm. or mental illness, lack thereof of mental health. Yeah. Um, we have both. I think, well, I, I've, I've, you know, I've got my own. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's mostly what the depression and the parts of mania every now and again. But, like, have you been diagnosed? Yeah. When? Uh, let me see. How old was I? I think it was, like, 22. You were 22? Yeah, when I got diagnosed. 20, between 21 and 22, one of those two. Like, I had a, I had an insane breakdown. Oh. Yeah. Like, a lot of shit was happening, and then, like, school was just the final stress. It's just, like... My whole world just cracked. Yeah. And I found myself, like, crying while eating McDonald's, bro. Where? At home. Alone? No. By the dinner table. With the family? No. Like, everybody else had already eaten. Like, I came home later. And but, then... Like, I was a mess when I came home, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was crying. Like, I even... I had, nigga had to put down these chips. And, like, I went upstairs to my parents' room. And I was like, yo, guys... I need to go see a therapist. Wow, that's smooth. I, w- I was in tears. Like, that, that was the only words I could get out. Like, yo, dude, I need to go see a therapist. That time my, my dad's on his tablet, my mom's watching TV. And, like, they shocked, obviously. Because, like, what the fuck? This is all coming out of nowhere. And then, like, all my dad said was, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing more. And then my stepmom came downstairs and she's like, are you alright? And like, because like, I don't know if those conversations people have about like step parents and whatnot. She asked like, is it something that I did? Is it something wrong? I'm like, no. I even told him like, no, this is just all like, this all in my head. Just like, shit is just too much for me now. Uh, and then like, two days later, I went to go see a therapist. Yeah. And then we went through all that side, that entire cycle. But that I feel like... Well, in hindsight, that was a good move on my part. But yes, it's, it like it opened up a can of worms. That, oh, the therapy. Yeah, that took. Yeah, years. shit comes out, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shit comes out like, ish. like yeah, shit comes out. Yes, but then at the same time as well, it opened up a can of worms like oh, or parts of myself that I didn't know I really had. Like that I. How do I put this? Not as blunt as I want to put it. Just be blunt, bruh. <laughs> I'm gonna be blunt, so just be blunt. Okay, as blunt as I would put it would probably be... That's when I started, like... My substance abuse started, in a sense. Mm. After therapy. And being prescribed, like... Hard narcotics. And then... Me being as the inquisitive child that I am... Actually going through that whole little sleeve that comes inside it. Mm. And reading everything... All the potential side effects and whatnot. Okay, but we all do that when you take meds. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to. And then I feel like, for me, one of my side effects was like insane. Which is what? It was uh, the one that I felt the most was irregular slash intense orgasms. <laughs> life, <laughs> life, like you, 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 you. Is the this flexible? Yeah, it was like some. I'm like you. First time I beat my meat, and I, you, 
I've never had my toes curled before, but my toes curled. I was like, yeah, this is the shit right here. And so I started doing more research. But usually that stuff like, um, it takes away your sexual appetite, your libido, it lowers your libido. Yeah, some it, of it, yeah. It lowers my libido, but at the same time, like, after I experienced that orgasm, like, I was chasing that high. You were chasing the... <laughs> I was chasing that high. That was a... F- you, 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 you. In all my years, I've, I've never felt what I felt that day. So that's the upside. You, you, you know, I think... Okay, it seems like you enjoyed your medication. I enjoyed it for a brief while, like... But then, like... I mean, they gave you, like, a three-month script in the beginning. Mm. And then I went back for my second three-month script. Like, in the fourth month, I stopped taking it. Like, it just built up, like, a huge stockpile of meds that I was not taking anymore. And then, um, how did you cope after that? By drinking. Oh, you... You replaced I, one with the other... I, I, I started just self-medicating with whatever made me feel happy, I would say. It made me feel good, which that in itself led to like a downhill, slippery slope that I went on. Substance abuse. Yeah. Lots of drinking, lots of drugs. Reckless sexual behavior. Actually, no. Surprisingly, I was not, that was not me. You went into the sex part. Mm Mm-mm. Uh... I was just literally about like just being high. Yeah. And having fun. That's it. That's mania. It, you went off your meds and you had a reaction. Yeah, and like intense and severe bouts of mania. So what were you diagnosed? Were you diagnosed bipolar or, or depression or? It was bipolar and depression. But like, ugh. but the depression like that's something I knew like since I was ten. Like, yo, do you depressed? That's the thing. People are always like, yeah, no, we. I've always known since I was a kid that I had depression and all of that. For me, it hit me like it hit me in my. How old was I? It was twenty six. Tw- what year was that? Twenty twenty four twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. I was twenty four. Mm-hmm. When it hit me, when I moved back to PTA from from Joburg. Yeah. And I think that's when I had my first episode. Yeah. Um, but I think I had been having the episode because I remember back when I was at Vids from 2010 through to 2013, I was already abusing alcohol mm-hmm. like heavily, you know. Yeah. I was, I was really, really abusing alcohol, um, drinking almost every day. A lot You know And at the time you think it's just like varsity culture Cause it seems I, like everybody's doing it I never thought that I Like from the moment when I started drinking heavy I knew this is a problem dude I didn't like, I was <laughs> like I'm living my life There was a time I, I like I was drunk as shit And I looked at myself and I'm like Dude you understand you've drank two bottles of alcohol today By yourself Not by yourself it was it was me and another friend. Yeah. That's like a bottle each, nonetheless. Yeah. Like for what? So you 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 had the I've always been cursed with self awareness. You were self aware <laughs> that it's a I've, problem. I've always been I've always been cursed with self awareness. Like I could see myself doing some fucked up shit. And then in the back of my head I'm like, dude, this is fucked up. You shouldn't be doing this. Nah. But then the spirit of fuck is just like, hey dude, you in, you in. For me, like it was the guilt in the mornings after, like, I I think the morning after, like, a binge. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, once the money's finished and, you know, now you're just chilling in bed, you're just trembling, you're hungover, you haven't, you haven't slept or eaten in days, mm-hmm. and you're just trembling and the guilt, your bank account, you, you know, you're behind on schoolwork, shit, you're gonna fail, and, you know. Yeah. The shit you did when you were drunk, you know. Um, okay. Yeah, bro, I mean, I would do some messed up things. No, I was not doing fucked up shit when I was drunk when I was also abusing substances. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that, that, that is not... That's that combination. That, like... Yeah. Whew. Jesus. But for me, like... Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think I was I was... 
I was unhappy, you know. Um, you know, you know my story, so I'm telling the the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I went to varsity. I passed matric with distinction. Went to the varsity of my choice. Got my dream apartment. You know, I had it all, and I got a nice fat allowance. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just living my best life. You know, and um, yeah, that money wouldn't last a weekend or two. Shit, it wouldn't last a weekend or two. I'd buy groceries like when the money comes in. I know I'm as buying groceries. You know, mm-hmm. um, then it just would. It's Friday night. It's gone. It's done. It's over. It's over. Um, and then, yeah, so then my friends would always be like, nah, bruh, like, the way you are when you're drunk, it's like, not okay. And that time you black out, like, you don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, well, for me, it's like, I'm on autopilot. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and they were like, the way you're drinking, it's like, it's not normal. You know, it's like you, and I'm like, but nah, I'm just having fun, you know. Mm. These people don't know what they're talking about. Like they don't Spasty, know This is what we do. Yeah. We drink. <laughs> <laughs> Got a drink. You yeah. know, hit that Russian bed, bruh. Like, what's going on? Russian bed. Back then, bruh. Yeah, right. You didn't have a proper drinking problem, man. Talk to me when, you're in, when you're on that Pushkin, that Mushkai. That... Ah, yeah, Pushkin sometimes as well. I had a friend who liked Pushkin. How do you like Pushkin? Vodka's vodka, dog. Vodka's vodka. It's cheap vodka. Yeah, vodka's vodka. How the fuck do you say Pushkin's my brand? People like it because it's cheap. Because when the budget does not allow, it doesn't allow. That is that is true as well. So I would I would go on right like like I would um, and then eventually you know I failed you know and parents were like ah come home, Mm -hmm. come home, uh I. No, no, no. There was a year where I I failed, but then I didn't come home. I stayed in Joburg, mm-hmm. and I was just drinking hard, hard, hard. You know, having lots of sex, and um, the drug habit also like started there. Not mm-hmm. really. It was just like it would happen occasionally. Occasionally, yeah. And that was twenty thirteen. You know. Uh, 2014, uh, things were good. I went back to varsity here at, in Pretoria at Boston College. Mm-hmm. Um, things were, it was a good year, but I was still drinking a lot, you know. Now I'm cocky as hell and, you know, pushing a nice car and, mm-hmm. you know, still getting, nothing's changed. It's just the location's changed, yeah. you know. Um, and then... I got into a couple of accidents that year, but nothing too serious. Twenty fifteen, got even. It just intensified, you know. No, the drinking shit went all went downhill for all of us. Twenty fifteen. Yeah, twenty fifteen. I know that for a fact. Yeah, twenty fifteen. Yeah, from say March. Yeah, no, something happened. I think, and then I remember what for me, um, the trigger. I remember it was it was semester tests, mm-hmm. and it was gonna be my f- first semester test of that year. It was in April, and um, I was already no no it was one of my last semester tests actually, mm-hmm. because the following Friday I'm supposed to go to Grahamstown to go see my boyfriend. My boyfriend at the time was at Rhodes, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then cool, I. Go I take a nap. I I text him. I'm like, yo, babe, um, I'm I'm taking a study break now, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then I wake up, and I'm like, okay, no, I'm looking up buses to come down and all of that. Yeah. And he's like, actually, no, I don't think you should come through. I I I, I don't think this is gonna work. This long distance thing, and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, nah, I kind of met someone else. Yeah, sis. You know, mind you, those niggas met my family, dog. Yeah. They didn't know the vibe. <laughs> you met my family. He came up. He spent New Year's with us, bruh. You know, he went to Northwest with us, dog. You know, uh, yeah. So I was, I was completely devastated. I didn't study that night. Mm-hmm. 
I went to bed, I woke up, felt like shit. I don't remember what happened, but I know that I went on a bender for weeks. I went on a bender, mm-hmm. drinking, disappearing, all of that, drugs, everything. And then I like crashed the car. Um, I, don't, I don't remember. I, I only remembered after the fact. Yeah. So I woke up at home. And then, like, you know, my things were getting physical with my dad and stuff. Like, you know, he was beating me and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I didn't even know what happened because the car was there. It was totally trashed. I think I remember that when I saw that. When it was like the wheels were facing yeah. opposite directions. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. You saw that? Yeah, I saw it. I was doing the garden and I'm like, the fuck is that? Yeah. And then people outside looking at the car, shaking their heads, going back inside, coming back out again, looking at the car, shaking their heads. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know what what happened. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know what I had done. Um, They were like, did you crash into someone? Because the windshield looked some type of way. You yeah. know, did I hit a pedestrian? I don't know. I was that wasted that I didn't know. Yeah. You know, so cool. I got the beating, whatever. Um, I remember I went and, um, my dad, um, he was getting ready for church or something. So I saw it as a chance to leave. I took my wallet, took my phone. I didn't even pack a bag, bruh. And I started walking and I walked to Vapatrand to my friend's house. Yeah. And there they explained to me now I crashed into a wall and stuff. Yeah. So I disappeared. Yeah. I, I disappeared for... Very long time. Um, for weeks. But I was still going to campus, weird enough. The police were looking for me, bruh. Like, it was a serious situation, you know. Um, and then know eventually, um, my family found me somehow. Mm-hmm. And I came home and they're like, no, everything's fine. We understand. Um, they shouldn't have, we shouldn't have beaten you like that. And, mm-hmm. you know... Um, and then, yeah, so I kind of like got depressed mm-hmm. for like the, the coming two weeks. I didn't leave my room. Yeah. I, I remember briefly my, my cousin was bringing me food in my room, but I would like put it underneath the bed, you know? Mm-hmm. And then eventually I went to a friend's house randomly one weekend we were um and then i came back home one sunday and i thought i was alone mm-hmm. and i took like a whole bunch of uh, prescription painkillers and i tried to off myself um they found me they broke down the door i don't know because i think i tried to call someone i was you know when you're in that state and you're, you're just like a mess and you, I think I was saying my goodbyes or something you know? yeah. and then they found me and then two minutes I'm in emergency next minute I'm waking up in ICU uh, next minute I'm being wheeled into this weird ass place <laughs> what weird ass place? Jacaranda bruh don't you remember? You were like one of the pe- first people to come visit me. Oh yeah, I remember that thing. Yeah, I came to the, and then you you came to visit me. Yeah, Jacaranda Hospital. Uh, yeah, that was my first admission in twenty fifteen. Oh, yeah, I remember that day. I was high as shit. Yeah, and I didn't like. It wasn't my last admission. So, as you know, the first diagnosis was major depressive disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, I was died. I was I was treated for that between 2015 2017 mind you we in and out of hospital all of this time you know what happened what was happening 2015 and 2016 with me and you and everybody <laughs> that whole situation that mess um Should we ever look, can we ever go into depth about those situation all that mess we will one day <laughs> Cause you, when I look back and think on the money that I spent, we can't count, bruh. No, like it was a good, like 
I th- I'd say I'd budget a good two grand minimum. When? In, in a day? No, in for a like for a month. Like for me, myself, probably two grand could have gone into feeding my habit. But then I'm not the only one. Yeah, there's but you weren't the only one. There, there was... Like, like, we were, there were many of us. So, like, I'm sure in a, in a group of friends, like, at least, like, 10, 12 grand could have been spent every single month. Every month, yeah. No, without a doubt. Without a doubt. But never mind that. I think we'll talk about the... the... No, but, like, that plays a key role into everything, if you think about it. The money, of course. No, 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 not that. The stuff we're spending the money on. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I'm about to get to that. Okay, cool. Like, so 2017, I got like the diagnosis I, when I decided to change doctors. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, something's got to give. Yeah. Something's not changing. I'm taking these meds like I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeling any better. Um, and then I'm like, I'm still being compulsive. And impulsive mm-hmm. and anxious and all of that. So I changed doctors. He did some, well, we did the bipolar test. Um, he said it's bipolar 2. Wait, I have a question. Why didn't they do the test with you the first time? I don't know what that guy did. Because like, I, for me, when I first walked into therapy, right? Like maybe our first three sessions we talked, yes, but we also did the, like all the tests. Because like... That first psychiatrist, I, I, I don't even like, want to name him. Like, cause like, I, like the, the same like my therapist treated me is the same one who treated my sister when she needed therapy, right? Mm-hmm. So like he did the test, all of them. I found out a whole lot of shit about myself that I, I did not want to know, but I mm-hmm. nonetheless. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. His like this is him. Like, and then he sat down with my parents after. I was like, okay, this is him. This is the profile. He has one, two, three, right? In order to help him with one, two, three, we need to do all of these steps. And then, like, so, like, we all have, like, a clear understanding of exactly what's going on with me and my head. You're very lucky that they did it that way. Because, like, with me in in, <laughs> in 2017, I think the first, that was the, the only real family meeting that took place where I was present. Um, 2017 was key. Because now we got to the root of the problems. Mm-hmm. Bipolar 2 was a misdiagnosis as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I have But They unlocked the memory With the, the sexual abuse mm-hmm. uh, Where I was like You know I was sexually abused Almost every day Back when I was 6 years old mm-hmm. Living with my grand in the rules And um, Also the, the, the Homosexuality thing You know I thought I was out and I'm okay with it and all of that. Yeah. They knew. It's just we, we didn't talk it about was it. Like that. It's not. It's not I knew they guys. knew, so I thought it's fine. Yeah. But it was important for me to actually tell my mom. Mm-hmm. Um. Till this day, I haven't told my dad. I don't know if he knows. I'm sure he knows. I'm good, but, but anyway. Yeah. Um. How can he not know? Anyway, <laughs> like, I feel like I said that I, I like I said, like this nigga's gay. The moment I saw you, exactly. So I, I told my mom. Um, I told her that same day. I was like, I told about the sexual abuse first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I told her about the 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 sexuality thing. Yeah, it didn't go well. She was calm and stuff because she had heard it. But she refused to believe it, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but it is what it is. And, you know, till this very day, you know, they try to save me so many times. But anyway, it ain't mm-hmm. happening. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, but, like, still, you know, same shit. In and out of hospital, different hospitals. But I was still using the same doctor, my mm-hmm. private uh, psychiatrist at the time, when I was still on medical aid. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, I think last year was the, something's, everything was fine. I was on, the medication seemed to have worked for months. And anxiety was under control. I wasn't on any substances. I was clean and sober. Mm-hmm. You know, everything seemed fine. And then just one day, 
I just woke up and I disappeared. And I went and did the most for three weeks, hotel hopping, uh, reckless sexual behavior, um, just being reckless with money, Mm -hmm. um, doing a lot of things that I'm not proud of, you know, confined to a hotel room, you know, with strangers coming in and out Mm. um, all the time, you know. And um, during that process, during that time, um, it led to two anxiety attacks, I think. Yeah. And I was alone this time in the hotel room. And then eventually I was like, you know what, fuck it. I need to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I went to Steve Biko because now the medical aid's finished. You know? Mm-hmm. So I went to... I went to Twane District first. And then there they were like, no, I think we you have um, bipolar one. And no, no, no. Yeah, there was a time they also said, a few months earlier, they said borderline personality disorder, mm. which I don't think is a real thing. Guys, I'm not going to like throw you with like all of the scientific facts and yeah. all of that, like about what <laughs> means what and all of that. <laughs> You can go look that up yourselves, mm-hmm. you know, otherwise just give me a shout out and I'll send you some links. Yeah. What I want to talk about actually is the effect that all of that has on the family unit. I think your family was very supportive. I think the main difference is like, when I look at it, I have very liberal parents. Like, actually, no, I won't say they're very supportive. Like my dad, like when, like when uh, they found out, okay, cool. When the doctor confirmed, okay, this boy has depression, his uh, bipolar one, right? Mm. He was like, oh, and like, in order f- to help him, we need to get him some medication and to have him constantly come to therapy. Like, maybe like the day l- later, he came to my room, he's like, okay, dude, me personally, he's like, you need to take like, like, me personally, I don't understand why you would need pills in order to just cope. But if that's what they said I must do, that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't truly really accept it, but it's like, in, in his head, like, I have no choice, really. No, they like, feel they have no choice. Because, like, no, if for him, he's scared of my mom. Because, mm. like, he knows for a fact, he can't let, he can't let anything happen to his ba- her baby. <laughs> like, even to this day, I don't he's in his care. <laughs> yeah. Like, even to this day, I don't think my mom actually knows that I have depression. Yeah, and I think that's another thing is that they end up asking themselves, the parents especially, because my family is not very supportive. Or they'll believe, they'll say shit like, yeah, we're all supportive. We let him go to the doctors and take his medication and all of that. But more than that. It takes more than that. And being in the life of somebody that has a mental illness, now that the story's passed, guys, if we bored you with the story, now, now, let's, now like real talk, okay? If you are a friend to somebody or a relative to somebody that has m- mental illness, mm-hmm. them shoving them with medication and going to see a psychologist is not enough. Also, you need to know the kind of personality that they have. Tough love, where you're like, you're doing this to yourself. Why do you keep going in and out of hospital? That doesn't help. No, it doesn't help. Um, because all it does is that it, it isolates them mm-hmm. and well, I, I, let me talk for myself where I've, you know, you try and you reach out to certain people, but they're like, but you've been in and out of hospital so many times. We're fed up. It's not about you. I'm in and out of hospital cause I'm sick. I have a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. It's not something you can take blood tests for and be like, this is the ratio of medication that you need. Like it's literally... They're rolling the dice every time. They're rolling the dice every time. They have to sit with you and watch you over and over and over again. Like, they feed you a cocktail for three months. Like, okay, cool. After three months, we'll revisit to see if we must not adjust something. Yeah. And this whole time, like, you just go through a cycle of, like, recovering from certain... Like, learning to live with certain... And that shit's playing in your mind that those meds are also having their effects. You know, Mm. on, on top of that, you're dealing with life. No, People should actually one day read just the effects of like pills that that, that people with depression, bipolar, anything 
the side effects that those pills alone have. And who the hell would want to be on that shit? Nigga, Lexmo was the fire. Like, yeah, Lexmo did not work for me. Um, it's, you see, it worked. <laughs> it wasn't strong enough. It wasn't strong enough for him, but for me, it, for me, it worked. It works for people. It, like, so it's, it's the go-to. It, it's like it's the entry level. For me, the entry level worked. But yeah, then you're like, but then at the same time, I never went back to therapy after that. You see, mm. I got to a point where I was just self-medicating. You see, until years down the line, I I I developed methods or coping techniques, which I'm still like learning. And for me, like my coping techniques, I'm a I'm an interdependent person. I can't cope alone. I need I need people on call to talk you know See, that's what we differ I'm, in, I'm I'm extremely introverted yeah I, I can like, I, I can I, I prefer to do things by myself like, self-soothe if, yeah self-soothe like, self-soothe <laughs> like if you told me like I had to go to like a group therapy session that would like be the like for me that would be helpful that should works you see, for you, because, like, that's what you need. And then what I need is, like, completely different. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's different people need yeah, different, different things. things. So, when so-called normal people, people who do not have mental illnesses mm-hmm. or um, mood disorders, they are like, why can't you be like Sibu? Because he self-suits and he finds his own coping mechanisms. You understand? When you get a person like me where my, my personality from childhood, has never been that of a person who sells suits. Mm. Do you understand? You yeah, have to look at it, at the person's personality. So a support structure is very, very important for me. And with me, my support structure was not strong at all. To the point where it was borderline abusive. Mm-hmm. Emotionally abusive. They can't hit me anymore mm-hmm. because they, the doctors told them you're going to kill him if you do that. He's going to get a fucking stroke or he's he he's going to kill himself because of these nightmares, this post-traumatic stress disorder, the lack of sleep, mm-hmm. anxiety, you understand? Yeah. So what do you move on to? If you, can't, if you can't do physical abuse, you do emotional. Yeah. And they do reverse emotional abuse and say, you're the one that's been emotionally abusive by throwing your illness at us at, 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 uh, at whenever you're having all of these issues. And you, you don't do that. Maybe it is, but like, it's not intentional. It's a it's a symptom. It's a symptom. I don't even think it's it's manipulation comes with intention. Mm-hmm. You understand? So now with me, they were always like, "No, you're manipulating. You know, um, you're using it to get a certain advantage or whatever." And I'm like, "What fucking advantage are you gonna get from all of this? You have any idea what it's like living in my head? Like that's the saddest part. No one can truly know what goes on in another person's head. Exactly to the point where, as you actually want to die." Oh, dude, those thoughts have played in my head since I was 10. Bruh, like, <laughs> you you have no idea what it's like to actually... The pain one has to go through to actually be like, I'm going to go and take three of these boxes of Tremacet. Tremacet is a six, Schedule 5 or Schedule 6 painkiller. It's not a tranquilizer. No, no, no. We are considered horse tranquilizer. That's the shit you take and you're out. Yeah, it's what you... It's, they they gave it to me when I got circumcised. It's a post op kind of. That's the um, shit you take and you feel nothing, and you're out. Yeah, Cold. it's 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 a painful experience, and you know the idea that you're leaving people that you love. You know, um, that 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 is even worse. Sometimes it's like it's catch twenty two. I'm staying alive. I'm keeping myself alive because I want my I want to see my nieces and my nephews grow up. Mm-hmm. And what are they gonna think when they their uncle is dead and he dies like this? You know. Mm-hmm. Another reason you wanna die is because your family is telling you how much pain you're causing them. Yeah, like you just want like you, you wanna be done. You just it's not even about you anymore. It's about making sure that. They will be much happier without you being there. Hmm. You know, like when it gets like when it gets to that point where like those dark thoughts go into your head, it's hard for him to ever leave. 
Exactly. And then now they... But then they're not making things easier because now they're telling you shit constantly. You know, what a mm. fuck up you are. Why you are unstable. You're crazy. I remember that when I first told um, my mom, I was like... Because the doctor told me I'm bipolar before I told her. Mm-hmm. And we were in the car and I'm like, no, they say I'm bipolar. And she's like, so what? Basically, you're telling me you're crazy. That's what you're saying. And I'm like, that is not what it means. And mind you, this is a woman with a master's degree. I love my mom. Like, I love my family. But sometimes even the most educated people have the most narrow views or thoughts. Yeah, they, 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 they just... When you think something like bipolar is, you're just crazy, and you know that's not the that's not the case, you know. Yeah, it is manageable, but it can take years to manage it, and unfortunately, this person is going to have bipolar for the rest of their lives. It's like HIV. It's like diabetes. It's like diabetes. You're gonna be on these meds. They might decrease over time, mm-hmm. but point is, you probably gonna need to be on medication for the rest of your life. Unless if like medication and then also watching your triggers, watching your triggers. Like for for right now, I'm paranoid about the relationships I get into. Really? Yeah. Like I, I'm constantly fixating on somebody's red flags. Okay. And I get to a point where I want to discuss it mm-hmm. all the time. Whereas in normal circumstances, you let it go. I don't let shit go because I've been in situations so many times where it actually is romantic relationships and familial relationships that land me in these places. Yeah. You understand? And people are going to be like, oh no, it's the substances, it's the alcohol. Guys, let me tell you something. Substance abuse is a symptom of bipolar disorder. It is not the cause of bipolar disorder. It makes things worse. Oh. It makes things hella, hella worse. Yo. You know? Medication stops working. And the medication stops working. So, you know, like, uh, yes, but it will become more intense. It's there. Frequent. Mm. Don't do drugs and take this medication or be on, or if you have a mental, a, Ill- no, a mental have, illness, stay away from drugs. Stay away from drugs. Even weed. Especially alcohol. weed, even alcohol. Hey, we, we we all love alcohol, but like you must be careful. No, like you must just. It's one of those you must always. It's so sad how we can't teach self awareness. Mm. But you must always question your reasons for doing something. Yeah. It's like okay, you know you can you know how you feel. Like if I'm feeling down, is, is this gonna help me? Is this gonna help me? Or am I using this as a way to just get out of my head for a while? Yeah. Okay. If I am getting out of my head, why do I want to get out of my head? Yeah. You're supposed to ask yourself those questions, but it doesn't get there. doesn't get you know? there. But like I'm saying, substance abuse is a symptom of it. Bipolar people, most of them, even if you've never touched alcohol in your Not life. Bipolar, like people, anyone with a mental illness. Anyone with a mental illness. Minute you do, you've got that strand of addiction in your head that will get you, the, once you start tasting alcohol, you're hooked. Or like, no, it, it's not just alcohol. Like, once you find that one particular substance that agrees with you, and you that you can state, cope with, that with you can manage in your head, it's like a, you're fucked. Yeah, because you're like <laughs> it works for me. It's not even that you're fucked because like the first couple of times is amazing. Yeah. And then only down the line do you realize, oh shit, I am fucked, and it's too late. You look back and you look around you and you're like, fuck, dude. No, it's, it's not you look around. You just like you. It stops working. It just becomes like a habit now. Mm. And like, you're fucked. When it becomes a habit, you're fucked, basically. Yeah. So, my thing is, because you know, like a lot of people were like, no, um, relationships and the alcohol and the drugs, you know, why don't you just stop this? And I'm like, but it's not that easy. I, I do stop. Mm. And... Something comes up and then... Something happens. And... You know, that's your escape. I, I go back to, yeah. Go. You end up at square one. You know? Um, yeah, cool. I'm going to take responsibility, but don't fucking kick me when I'm down in a hospital 
mm-hmm. you come, you see me, or you give me a fucking call. Like I once had, I I had this friend, this who calls themselves a friend. Um, I tell them now I'm in hospital. Why? Not even are you okay? Mm-hmm. Why? What did you do? What did you do? And then they go and they chew me shit. I'm like, bitch, I just had an anxiety attack. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, now is not the time. Now is not the time. I'm fragile. I'm highly medicated. Like, I just had an anxiety attack. Do you understand that, like, what I go through, like, on a daily basis? I mean, you know about, like, this, this year the main issue for me was not the mania or the depression. Mm-hmm. It was the anxiety. The yeah. past few um, months since lockdown, you know, I had some crazy anxiety attacks. There was a point where I was getting an anxiety attack once a week and I passed out. I think I blacked out twice. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I have an anxiety attack, I black out, you know. Um, and then the other time I, I ended up in, in a hospital, I took myself. Yeah. Because I was like, this is too much. Do you know how, how painful an anxiety attack is where you're confused? Where everything is just going through your head, up and down. Everything just doesn't make sense. Your body's reacting in, in all kinds of ways. You have no control over it. And then someone comes and tells you you're doing this to yourself. Like, that's some bullshit. And you know what? You can take your friendship and shove it. Mm-hmm. I could say her name, but I'm not even going to bother. And I'm, <laughs> They can take their friendship and they can shove it. My family, some of my cousins, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Um, because you only want to be around for the good times, mm-hmm. for the successes and the triumphs. But when homeboy is down in the gutter, you want to kick him and move on. Why? Because it's too much to handle. It's too much for me. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you can't handle it. So you just kick him and then leave. Rather just leave then. Just be like, I can't handle this too much. Bounce. Just leave me on red. Leave me on red. Blue tick me, you know. Let me at least know you got the message. Yeah, or you know, but like, don't fucking now show up when things are all good. Oh, you're fine now, right? Okay, we can be friends again. Okay, we can be okay now. <laughs> nah, your your friendship, your love comes with terms and conditions, and that's fucked up. Don't come here with your bullshit and be like, um, you, I, I love you for now because you love yourself. Or let me show you some tough love. I'm not asking you to feel fucking sorry to for me. I'm asking man. you to be my friend. Has tough love ever worked? Now, all of the people that I know that who've been they've been trying tough love, they are traumatized. Families like, are broken, or they're dead. Like tough love, I don't like. I have do not believe it works at all. It does. I don't like, think it, it works. It creates just like hostility. Hostility that never ends. Like, and resentment Because you'll get better But you will never forget no, What those no, people the, did to you When you were like, And already And if you try and bring it up Like oh no I was just doing it for you to, like, Because I love you Because like, I love you yeah, Like that's that bullshit Guys don't fucking do that to your friends If If A friend going through the most Is too much for you Just be like Hey this is too much for me I can't handle it Um do it in a polite way. Don't be like you're fucking doing this to yourself. Like it's the same thing over and over and over. Yes, it is the same like, thing no, over no, and over. No. Be honest up my front with them. Okay, dude, this is too much for me. Here's why it's too much for me. Like people are understanding. Yeah. Like, but don't talk kick you, a dog when it's friend. down. Don't kick a dog when it's down. Let me know. You can't call me when you're down. Yeah. I'm not that friend that you call. Yeah. And in fact, if you're not that friend that I call when I'm down. I'm not calling you period ever when things are good to watch me get married and be happy and you won't know shit. You'll last know that I was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Or um, whatever I post yeah, on like, Facebook. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> I post on Instagram. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, I thought you were in the hospital. You go through the dance. Why don't you tell me you're fine now? No, no, don't even, you know? Yeah. Damn right. I'm fucking angry, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, I think I'm the kind of friend, I'm a ride or die. I'll drop everything. Yeah. If my friend is going through something, I fixate on it and I try to make them better, you know, um, or make them feel better somehow. Whatever's in my power. 
mm-hmm. you know if you fucked up cool i'll tell you you fucked up but i'm not now going to hold the friendship on ransom yeah no you understand okay there is a friend who um his issues is more of an addiction and uh, an addiction one and i offered to help him I, I went the extra mile for him where i was like i'll bring you up from the eastern cape take you to rehab you know my i'll sign for you at the rehab and all of that i was organizing for it and he disappeared on me mm-hmm. and that's i i had to cut ties with him and i did it in a civil way i was like look if you don't show up on that bus then i can't help you anymore because i don't know what else to do for you um but just don't call me when you're wasted and things like that yeah you know don't call me when you're wasted and i mean what else can you do in a situation like that but i would never if he calls me and he's like he's in hospital right now or whatever i'm not gonna kick a dog while it's down I'm like oh you should have listened to me that time you should have listened i told you so that's not okay that's the last thing a person wants to hear that's that's not love guys that's not love love is patient love is kind Love keeps no record of wrongs. Yes, I'm reading from Proverbs. I was like, I was to like, uh, <laughs> oh my eyes hard at you. Like, what the fuck? This is it not, is from Proverbs. This is not a uh, I don't know, but it's, you know, love Cor- is patient. Love is, it's 1 Corinthians 13. <laughs> don't ask me how I know this. Right? How do you know that? It is 1 Corinthians 13. I have a good memory. Yeah. I probably saw it, it somewhere. It keeps no record of wrongs, guys. L- Real love keeps no record of wrongs. It's biblical. That shit's biblical. Your ass goes to church. <laughs> you should know that. Real love keeps no record of wrongs. If your love keeps record of wrongs, you must ask yourself, is that love or a gang in 12? But do people really know love anymore? If no, know. I think, I also think, yeah, love is uh, it's something that, hey, it's a commodity these days. It's, it's, uh, it's a commodity. It and and its value as a commodity fluctuates. Fluctuates depending on who the buyer and the seller is. Well. Exactly, like uh, love as well as a whole other. Mm. But for me, I think, you know, all the shit that I've been through. One thing I'm able to tell, like even with family, mm-hmm. um, I'm operating quietly, but I am. I know who when. Um, I'm distancing myself from mm-hmm. And I think I needn't have had to say it to them They just know They just know that This one is Out of their lives Yeah, You broke that bond And it's gone um, People say you can't choose your family I say fuck that shit I, I can choose my family I can choose my family I choose my family who to have around me and who not to have around me. Why? Because that shit can be a trigger in itself. Yeah, that is true. It can it can drive you mad. The re- a lot of the reasons why I've ended up in hospitals or trying to commit suicide or shit like that is because of family. And a family that thinks that they're so perfect and that there's nothing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. You know, um... An overly inflated sense of self. Oh, yes, yes. Grandiosity. Like, no, this is us. This is us. We, we are, shall not be anything less than perfect. Exactly. And, you know, and then they inflict these... They impose these... Um, standards. Their or... standards on you. And they make you feel like you are not worthy. Hey. <laughs> I don't know how I would have... De- I would do it such a family here. Ah, bruh. You, you live and you learn. You you block out the no, noise. Because, like, already, I, like, my family's not perfect. It never would be. We have our own problems and issues. But the one thing I know, like, if I was going through the most, I don't think that any of them would kick me while I was down. Mm. You don't know, bruh. No, like I've been, like I've been, I've had moments where I've been down, where I've like I've done some real fuck shit, and then like yeah, they've like they've been angry, okay, but they've had like okay, a stern talk, like okay, dude, what's happening? Like that's that's always like the These first they speak to you. Yeah, they speak to me. First thing that like most time because my dad's the one who normally speaks to me. First thing I do is my old times like what's going on. 
like and he said he said say that, that anguish was like what's going on as in like he wants exp- to know explain to me what is happening so i can understand why you did what you did and he's not making it about him if i if you say i don't know is like okay cool what do you know mm. and then from what you know your the lecture will go forth but it's not something that's going to hold over your head like tomorrow like yeah that's why you do 1 2 3 so from 4 years ago still pops up Dude, the anger, the animosity, the hostility. We talk and be done with that conversation same day. You know, like it is what it is. If it if it continuously happens, then it's a problem. Like I mean, when I talk about my drinking at some point, mm-hmm. like dude, it's your life. I don't care. I did my job. But if you keep drinking like this, one two three is gonna happen. And at some point, I'm gonna have enough of it. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. I I had I took my time and I reflected it. We've never mentioned it since. It's so it's like what I'm saying is like, you know, I don't I think and I'm I mean, dude, there've been times where I've gone to a hospital and I haven't been visited by family, like immediate family. Most times actually. Mm-hmm. I get visited by like uh extended cousins. or like even long lost friends. Mm-hmm. You know, my supposed close friends, uh if I can tell you that my close friends from the past 3 years, they're not the ones that come see me when I'm in the pits. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell them, yeah, they make plan, yeah, we'll come, we'll come. Oh, we're just busy, we're just busy. You know what's funny about these hospital situations, man? Is that if somebody's in hospital with lung cancer, they make a plan that someone visits them every visiting hour every day oh, yeah, but is. when someone is in hospital because of anxiety it's just like ah he's asking for attention again he'll be back no more no no yeah he'll be back what not you know oh he took himself to the hospital oh no you did this do, 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 do people realize how much strength that takes to take yourself to a hospital no not even that like just number one, to be going through the most realize shit i am going through the most exactly and shit to, i need help to get this. help well, what are you supposed Where to do we're going to go get help oh, i have to go to the hospital all by myself government go hospital whole, dog go through that whole admin process hours waiting hours yeah. to be seen waiting hours i've waited a day a full day in an emergency room by myself no by myself in a government hospital a full day may never go to a government i'm sorry no food i didn't i was too freaked out to even drink the water mm-hmm. um just waiting just to get help eventually you know you cause a scene and you're like look what must i do must i slip my wrist to mm-hmm. get some help here like this is a real thing my mind is killing me yeah like something is fucking wrong in here help me you know must i go psychotic in order to go and get help and i think that's another issue um with this mental health debacle mm-hmm. is um i think the the issue is the public health system it's mm. not on guys the health system in general Yeah, the house system in general. Public health, you don't get help. Private, they just feed you full of drugs. They feed you and, full of drugs and, and, and schedule, try to keep you coming back and schedule more consultations. And schedule more and try keeping you coming back. Do you know how much a consultation is? Yeah, it's over a thousand rand. Oh nigga. For like 40 minutes of someone's time. Not even 10, 15. A psychiatrist, you see them, they write you a script. A psychologist is an hour it has to be an hour yeah i've i've only ever gone to psychologists i will never go to psychiatrists psychiatrists 15 minutes maybe 1700 like uh, no and then now you you go and you and but then that's where you're going to get the care it's better than a government no it's better than a government right but at the same time at government you're fighting for beds bro you're fighting like, for beds but like dude you're sick but not sick enough it's a it's a racket Like I I've had maybe I've had one hospital stay. Thankfully medical aid was covering at that time because I was still covered under it. 
and even my dad was looking at the bill like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, yeah, they charge you for the tiniest things. Even the tape they used to put the plaster on. Like, what the fuck is this? Gets, like, gets, gets puts on the bill. Like, okay, it's serious, yes, but like, dude, come on. It's preposterous. Like, one thing, like, mental health help should be accessible, easily accessible. It shouldn't be so difficult. It shouldn't be like something only for me that the wealthy can afford. Yeah, and I mean, if you're they do poor, say um, bipolar you, is a rich man's illness. If you're poor, you must just think. It is a rich man's illness. How much is Lexum entry level without copayment? It's a lot of money. Without copayment. <laughs> I don't even, I'd pay cash now, bro. I can tell you straight up how much my meds can cost. Nigga. I can tell you my meds cost, and this, and this is the cheapest low tier meds. This is like the real meds. Asking them for generics, like alternative, like there's medication that they don't prescribe at government hospitals because it's too expensive. I don't blame them, dude. Like I remember there was I, I when I was at Twane District Hospital, mm-hmm. it got to a point my last few days there. They're like, dude, we don't know what to do for you. Nothing is working. Mm-hmm. You should just go home. I'm like, but this medication you're giving me is not working. They're like, the medication you... Basically, here and there, what they were basically saying is, we cannot afford the medication that you need. That the meds that you have, that you need, we don't have, we don't stock. We don't stock. And you need to... We need this bed, so you got to leave. Like, no, it's not, we can't help you anymore. Like, we don't know what to do for you. I it's better that we give this bed to someone else that we can at least try and help. Because, like, we've exhausted all our options here. And that's sad. That has to come to that. And that time you're there, you, you brought yourself there. I brought myself there. I was like, I want help. I'm not running. It smells like fucking urine and blood in that motherfucker. When someone comes and sees me, they fucking scared for their lives because there's crazy ass people with shit all over them on there. Like, like yeah. literally, someone's got shit on. Like, it's a scary environment, but you go there because you need help. And if you have money, you go you go private. But then, that's the that's that's a car right there that you're paying. Well, I mean, if you've got money, <laughs> no, no, or no, what no. money, medical aid or cash money, no, medical aid, even cash money, because like medical aid doesn't cover everything. Medical aid only covers 21 days, bruh. No, 21 days for certain conditions. If it's not chronic, you will, they'll be taking it out of your, like your hospital cover or whatever thing. Yeah, there are certain things medical aid doesn't cover. In terms of mental illness. Yeah, in terms of mental illness. In terms of mental illness, it's only bipolar. 21 days. No, 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 no. If you're on the top of the top, um, I know I was, they give you 21 days uh, full treatment at your Akiso or whatever. And that, that's for a year That's for the whole year And 21 <laughs> days is really not enough It's not enough So you're stuck with, like, in between a rock and a hard place After 21 days and you still need help You have to pay cash now Yeah and that's about what 50,000 rand a week Like ah, Dude Or you go to, you go to government <laughs> Like this is why I would not wish A mental health Like Illness on even my worst enemy, and I and I have niggas that I hate, but I would not want that on them. It's like it's a never ending expense, never ending troubles. It never ends, bro. Like right now, I don't even know. Like um, I don't know where to get medication. They discharged me without telling me which hospital I should be going to to get medication. I go to this hospital, they tell me to go to that clinic, which tells me to go to that hospital, which tells me to go there. You know, in the, in the state of an emergency, the last time when I was having my anxiety attack, mm-hmm. I went to Tuane because Tuane is supposed to be the point of reference for emergencies. Mm-hmm. Tuane is like, no, um, we're only dealing with COVID. You must go to, you must go to Steve Biko. Steve Biko, they're like, no, you must talk to the guys at the specialist clinic at two point. One at thingy. I've been a patient at two point one. I went there. They're like, no, it's Friday. We don't see um, adult patients. We only see minors on on Fridays. So you must go to Galafong or you must go to Pretoria West. So I went to Pretoria West. 
I waited so many fucking hours for someone to come take me to Pretoria West. When I get to Pretoria West, I wait even more hours to go get seen. I got admitted at 1 a.m. after having gotten to the hospital at 5 in the morning. I got admitted. I got the, I got admitted one a.m. on Saturday mm-hmm. into the ward. Imagine, bro. It's like, really... I know. Only to get discharged a few days later. Not because I'm better. The doctor straight up told me, "Look, we're just we discharging you not because you really are fully better, but because we need the beds." And we can't. For help me, you. it was so much hell that I was relieved to get out of there. I felt better. But now I for, like they didn't tell me where I'm supposed to go get my medication. I'm getting sent pillar to post. You only got sent pillar to post to get to the bed. Exactly. <sighs> Dude. So ah, it is what it is. I never want to lose my marbles again. You don't want to lose your marbles again. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, That's why I'm on a strict thing, you know. So I think. From my end, do you have like your two cents to advise to that person that might be suffering from mental illness? Seek help, stay away from drugs. There's that. Always stay away from substances, guys. For me, it's, you know, it's not easy being black, young, in a black family um, that does not understand. Mm-hmm. But keep holding on. Actually, develop a support structure. Develop a support structure. Find friends. Even if it's online. You know, I like this thing on Twitter where people are talking about it. I have my two two cents about that one, though. Okay. Some of them, I feel like it's a need, like, to belong. Like, it's not... They're not being authentic. About their mental illness. Yeah. But you never know, and you can't say anything about that. I just hope that it is... Yeah, because I mean, if you're looking for friends on social media to support you, I mean, they're everywhere. When I had my anxiety attack, I had Nyeleti who was calling around people, right? You know, mm-hmm. shout out Nyeleti, thank you so much again for that day, you know. And you know, like, there are people who I haven't met who have been extremely supportive, who care, and who understand. Mm. Um, in comparison to so-called normal people, you know, what I'm saying is like you're not alone, bruh. Mm. Wherever you are out there, you feel like you are losing your mind, your spirit, everything, everything. You class, like you just, you feel like you're dying. Hold on. Inside, just keep holding on, and you can call um, South African Depression and Anxiety Group. Just Google SADAG, S-A-D-A-G, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. There's their phone number. They have a 24-hour line with, like, some counselors who can help you out. Um, I, I have called them once before. It helped for that moment. Hey, as long as it's helped for that it moment. It helped for that moment. Um, if you are getting anxiety attacks, guys, go to a doctor. There's nothing... Wrong with going to a doctor, guys. Go get that help. Mm. You know. Yeah. Anyway, that's it from us for today. Uh, hit us up, guys, on our social media at Pink Gentleman on Twitter. Uh, on IG, the underscore Pink underscore Gentleman underscore Report. Yes. What else do we have? But yeah, this is about it. Yeah, and um, please engage us, guys. Mental health is a serious, serious issue. I think maybe uh, one day... The thing is, I don't want to bring in a, a, a doctor into this uh, episode because it seems like a lot of podcasts do that and then they just throw facts at you. No, fuck facts, too. And what I wanted to do... Um, Learned experience, like real-life experience. Real-life experience. First and you know that this shit happens, bruh. It that happens. time, it was like the tip of the iceberg. Mm. The so doctors many other things. Mm. <laughs> it's like it's a what called it's one of these where like first day in therapy or like from my from my experience is that they, they talk about they they ask you questions about you from the very beginning of your life that you could remember. 
Yeah, so they, they make you write a life story when you're in a hospital. So that yeah. they can so they can try and figure out, okay, what are the possible causes of this? Mm. Where must we focus our attention on? And that shit that happened 20 years ago, yeah, it counts, bro. It do. Counts. Forget that shit. Like that run random memory that you replay in your head for no reason that you don't know the context of. Or that you think is just a dream. Yeah. There's more behind it. There's more behind it. It's there. And it doesn't make you less of a man to go and get help as well. Or to tell your friends, please take me. I need to go to the doctor. Rather that than you staring down the barrel of a bottle of pills. Or like drinking yourself into a stupor. Yeah. Every chance you get in an attempt to escape. Exactly. And, you know, those things, they don't just ruin your life. They ruin your family's lives as well. You know, alcohol and drugs, they ruin lives, guys. They I've ruin they ruin families. Like, they ruin relationships. Seen, we've seen firsthand. Yeah. They ruin families, they ruin relationships, they ruin careers. Right now you're thinking, yeah, my career's going so well, but I'm on these yams, I'm good. Nah, bruh. <laughs> She's gonna hit the bed. The, your chickens will come t- home to roost. They will come. Dude, all it takes just one day. One bad day, one bad trip. <laughs> one, one bad day, one bad trip, one wrong turn. And it's over. And it's over. Alright, yeah. guys. Today was pretty short. I hope it was short and sweet and you guys learned a lot. Sorry Peace for being out. serious. Sorry for being serious. Less laughs today, I know. Uh, but we love y'all. Uh, keep interacting, keep listening. Check you next week.